having that clarity around what's coming in, what's going out, just makes me feel so much less stressed within the business because you might look at your bank balance one day and think, oh, you know, SH1T, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? You know, there's not enough money in there. But then actually, if you're on top of the numbers, you might know that it's only a temporary blip. And actually, a lot has come out before a lot's going to go in. Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies, and startups to help you scale to seven figures and keep your freedom. I'm Pip. And I'm Georgia. And between us, we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Scaling Simplified podcast. And this week, we are talking all about improving your cash flow. And what I mean by cash flow is making sure that you've got enough money in the bank. You know, there's no nasty surprises coming your way. Uh, and that the money you do have in there is going as far as it possibly can. So Pip, tell us, why is it so important for everyone to keep on top of their cash flow? Well, cash is really the blood of your business, right? Isn't it? If you don't have cash, you can't pay for things. And we do need to be able to pay for things in our business to keep things running. And I think it's really important to always remember that you can be profitable as a business on paper, but actually if you don't have the cash in your bank account at the right time, you can still go bankrupt. So I think it's really important to remember that your cash and your profitability, although they're very interlinked, they are two separate things. And so having that understanding of your cash and making sure that you've got enough cash there is just that sanity check that we all need as business owners. We've all had that moment where we've opened our bank account and thought, where is the money? And I just don't want anyone to ever be in that situation. And we don't have to be in that situation. And this is something that's important for all businesses. I know if you have a product-based business, you're probably completely aware of this because you'll often be paying for stock months ahead of when you're actually putting it on sale and then receiving that cash back in to cover the cash outflow. But it is something that all businesses need to be really aware of. Absolutely. And I think even if you're not a product-based business, if you are a service-based business, when you start scaling, you're going to be bringing in more team members. And with that, obviously, comes increased costs. And those costs need to be paid every month to those team members. So as the business grows, those costs are going to grow. Now, we've talked about those in previous episodes in terms of creating an ROI around those and really getting clear about what those costs are. But in terms of cash flow, you need to have factored in that that money has to be in the bank to pay those teams on the dates that you need to pay them every month. Okay, so Pip, let's back up then. For people that are like, oh, what's the difference between budgeting and profit and cash flow? What are we talking about here? Okay, great question. So today we're literally just talking about cash flow, and that literally just means cash coming in and out of your business. It doesn't need to be physical cash. It can be the the number on your bank account that you're paying with through, you know, debit cards, et cetera. But it is the, the money coming in and out of your business, ignoring all things like tax and everything like that. And so when we're talking about this, you can have either a positive cash flow or a negative cash flow. So a positive cash flow means that your business has more cash coming into its bank account than you are actually spending out of your bank account. So essentially your bank balance is growing a little bit every day or every month or every um, week. 
the opposite of that is a negative cash flow. So that means you're spending more money out of your bank account than the cash coming in. Now, a negative cash flow doesn't mean that your business is in a bad place. We'll have often cycles within your business where you'll have positive cash flow and then negative cash flow. But it's really important to understand which direction are you going? Is the money building or is the money reducing? And cash flow planning is really about understanding this and being able to look forward and estimate where you're going to be based on where you are today. So say you have something, a certain amount of money in your bank account today is being able to look forward and say, well, by the end of the month, I expect this much money to come in. I expect to pay out this much money. So I know by the end of the month, I should have this amount in my bank account. Is that okay? Does that cover everything I need to cover? And that's really what we're trying to do here is to really understand looking forward and forecasting, can we cover everything that's coming up? And so I always like to think about it in three separate elements. You've got your money in, which is pretty straightforward, your money out, which again, it's pretty straightforward. We're all good at spending money right. But the key element to all of this is the timing of it. So say you had 100k coming in in sales and you had 50k of costs going out it really depends on the timing as to whether this is going to be okay or not if you have 50k of costs coming out at the start of the month but you don't get that 100k to the end of the month in the middle of the month you've got no money to pay anymore and you might be in your overdraft and that might cause problems but if you get the 100k up front and you pay for the 50k at the end of the month you're always positive you've always got money in your bank account so we always need to include the timing as our like third element with cash coming in and out and that's really where cash flow planning all comes together i love that i think it's such a simple thing to think about and i think even in our own personal lives we know this in terms of the timing like if you go back to thinking about the the day your salary came in versus when your rent goes out you definitely don't want your rent your house insurance your car insurance everything going out 4 days before your salary comes in because most of us used to get charged, I don't know, 10 pounds a day for being overdrawn. So you've got to be really careful with those timings. And sometimes it's just looking at that and reworking it, isn't it? It can be as simple as that to make sure that your cash flow works in terms of the dates. So when we're thinking about the cash flow planning, what are the most useful things to be thinking about each month or week or day, in your opinion? So I like to think keep things really simple and um, we just want to look at how much money you've got in your bank. You're going to then add all of the cash coming in in whatever time period is suitable for you. Now, when you're starting out, that might be a monthly thing. Most of my clients do this at least weekly. I know some people who do it daily it tends to be um, in businesses which play very close to the line of how much cash they've got. But if you get in habit in doing this weekly or monthly, you should be in a good position. So you're going to start with how much cash you've got in your bank account. You're going to put in all the cash that you think you've got coming in from your recurring revenue or previous sales or what you've planned with your launches or whatever you might be doing this month. You're then going to look at all the cash that you know is coming out. A lot of that, which you'll know because we have our direct debits and our phone bill and our team costs and, you know, your website subscription costs and everything like that. And as Georgia says, we know what day of the month all of these are on because we can just look back at last month's bank statement and go, OK, well, you know, the, the subscription comes out on the 17th and the team gets paid on the last day of the month and whatever it might be. And then from there, we can look and we can see 
every day or at the end of every week or the end of every month, what our closing balance is. So how much money we estimate is going to be in our bank statement. And then we just repeat it for the next cycle. So we add in the next amount of cash for the next week, take away the cash that we're going to spend that week. And by the end of week two, then we've got that balance again. And so that starts to give us this little forecast window ahead of us understanding what's happening which weeks are we going to feel like we have lots of money in the bank account and which weeks maybe things are going to be a bit tight and maybe we need to change our plans or shake things up a little bit to make it a little easier and less stressful for us but I'd love to know Georgia you know obviously I live and breathe this stuff I love this but for you and I know you love a spreadsheet too but how do you deal with this from just a very practical point in your business because I think so many people overcomplicate something which actually I think is really quite straightforward. I agree. Um, so I also am a bit of a geek when it comes to a spreadsheet and looking at the finances. Um, because for me, having that clarity around what's coming in, what's going out, just makes me feel so much less stressed within the business. Because you might look at your bank balance one day and think, oh, you know, SH1T, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? You know, there's not enough money in there. But then actually, if you're on top of the numbers, you might know that it's only a temporary blip. And actually, a lot has come out before a lot's going to go in. So for me, I would look, I mean, I look at my bank balance and just check what's happening probably every couple of days, just to be aware that something that I wasn't expecting hasn't disappeared out of the account or something hasn't unexpectedly come in that maybe wasn't even mine and they might take it back, who knows? (laughs) Um, But for me, a lot of it is around the forecasting and the targeting as well. So I think like many people listening to this podcast, I don't have set amounts of client money coming in every week, every month, like it changes month to month. Um, So I need to think about, okay, so in next month and the month after, what am I forecasting? So in June, I might be looking ahead to be like, okay, I know that August is sometimes a little bit quieter, but perhaps September is busier. So if I'm going to take an average of that month, is it going to take me ahead? But I'm also looking at what am I forecasting in terms of what do I pretty much know with certainty is going to come into the account and then what am I targeting so that's what am I hoping that I'm going to bring in above what I know is certain so that could be a client that's a bit further off in the pipeline or somebody that you have had some really good conversations with but they haven't yet signed the contract but you're pretty sure that that's going to happen so they're a target or it might be that you know that normally you bring in five new clients a month and you're only at two this month but you're pretty confident that that is actually going to turn around because of the way your sales metrics work. And usually that money comes in by the end of the month. So I'm looking also at what I'm forecasting and what I'm targeting to get that clarity on, you know, are things going to be okay? Or are they going to be even better than okay? I love that. And I think that's so important that you look forward like that and go, it might be quiet this month, but then I know that it's going to be busier later on. And that's certainly something I can resonate very much with in my e-commerce business. We have three or four really quiet months over the summer. And then that's followed by four or five really big months for us. But I know that if I haven't put aside 
all the cash for tax to pay the staff, etc., will run out of money in those four quiet months. And so it's really easy to deal with if you plan ahead. But actually, I could get myself into some pretty sticky situations if I didn't plan enough ahead of time. And all it takes is that planning, as you say, and, and looking forwards. Okay, so let's get really practical, though. Let's like dive into some of the really just day to day. What does this mean? How do you deal with it? And let's talk about actually what are the things we need to be including and thinking about when we're doing this cash forecasting and planning. So what things, where could we be getting our money from? And are we including all of this? Because often I find that people forget about money that they might have coming in when I do this with clients, which is really interesting. You think that everybody knows where their money's coming in from. And then you start going down the list and someone will go, oh, hang on a minute. Actually, I have some cash coming in from there. So obviously we have the sales coming in. We all know that we've got sales. Now this will obviously look different often in a service-based business. You sometimes will be paid up front, right? And sometimes you might be charging clients as more of a retainer over a monthly basis. So you might not got all the cash up front. It might be split over several payments. In a product-based business, you're more likely to get everything paid up front unless you are offering some kind of financing. But then there's so many things that people forget about like grants. Um, it might have uh, money coming in from loans if you're taking out any loans, whether that's a, a formal loan with a bank or from uh, you know, a business partner or a friend or somebody that's investing in the business. Um, you might have royalties or commissions if you sell or license any of your materials. You may have a tax refund, a, a VAT refund. That is often a big one for businesses at certain times of the year. You could have bank interest if you've got your money saved up in a bank account and as uh, Georgia and I were literally just talking about before we started recording there are so many great um, bank accounts available at the moment with such some really good interest rates compared to what we've seen and so it's really thinking about where is all this money coming from and have you remembered to include everything I love that. I think it's really important to think about all those things. And and yeah, you, you forget about the money that might come in from sources other than sales, other than revenue. Um, OK, so what about thinking about the cash coming out? What are the things we might forget there or we really need to pay attention to? So I think most of us probably will remember the kind of the key ones. So your cost of client delivery. So that might be your team or it might be your time. The cost of products, if you sell a physical product and the postage costs and, and all of the cost of manufacturing and all of that side of things. Your general business expenses, again, marketing costs, paid ad costs, your subscriptions, all of those, your Wi-Fi, your phone. Um, but then I think there's other things that we tend to forget. So, for instance, taxes. Are we saving up to pay for our taxes or do we have enough cash to be able to pay ourselves out in dividends? And those are sometimes the things that are actually quite big costs that we forget about because they're not the things that are happening necessarily on a monthly basis. Yeah, of course. And then there's other things that we don't think about. For example, if you haven't got your timing quite right and you've had to use credit cards in the middle, have you factored in the interest payments that you might make on those credit cards or bank fees you might make? For example, if you're using different currencies, sometimes the bank will take some money off what you think you've made to cover those transactions. Um, or if you've taken a loan, if there's loan repayments or loan interest or anything along those lines that you haven't factored in, which can be quite a bit at the moment. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's really thinking about what's out there. And as you said, what is the timing on that? Are you expecting some money from someone, but because they're paying you in say USD, but your bank's in, uh, you know, sterling, is there going to be a bit of a time delay before you actually receive that money? And do you need to factor that in? So going back to then our planning, we've got our starting balance, we've added all this cash in that we found, we're deducting our cash out to find this closing balance, we're finding out what this number is that we're expecting to have at the end of each week or the end of each month. But then what do we do with this number? Like, what what, what does this number mean, right? And I'm sure there's lots of things that you look at this number and you go, this is great, this is not great. But the questions I always ask myself is, is it too low? Is it too high? Do I have enough to keep going? Like, do I feel comfortable with this number? Or is it a little bit close to the to the line and actually I need to do something about it? Um, or is does this seem a bit high? Have I forgotten to include something? Or actually, is this a really good month and I need to be proactive in thinking, what am I gonna invest this in? Or where am I gonna safely keep this, this wealth that I've built in my business and actually doing something about it rather than kind of being like, oh, that's great, business is making money, ignore it um, and think that's a problem for later. I think so, that's a good point. Like if we are thinking about forecasting and targeting, so if we're really on top of those numbers, if there is a month coming up where you think, do you know what, I'm actually... I'm I'm doing really well this month instead of just going out on a whim and maybe spending it on something that we possibly shouldn't we're looking ahead to think do I need to save some of that to cover the month coming up but equally if you're looking at those numbers and you're forecasting you're targeting and you think I'm actually below where I need to be you've got time to change that. You can actually think, okay, what's worked before? What could I do in the next two weeks that might bring me in that amount that I need for the next month, you know? And you're only gonna have that opportunity. There's only that opportunity to see that there's a gap if you're regularly looking at your cash flow, what's coming in, what's coming out, what are the timings? Because actually there's so many things that we've all done before that we could do again to bring that sales figure a little bit higher. And even if you set a target figure that's higher than your forecast figure, I imagine you'll be quite motivated to hit that target figure. So even if the thing that you thought was going to happen now looks like it's not going to happen, you can start planning and think, actually, what could I do to bring that cash in in a different way? Where could I sell? What could I bump up? Where might I find a referral? Where could I get a new client that actually could take me to that target figure that I was hoping for? No, I completely agree with you. It's really about thinking for the forward planning, isn't it? Rather than reacting in that moment in time. Yeah. So those are a few of the the kind of things that you need to think about. But what are some common issues that might come up once you're on top of your numbers? Interrupting our own episode to bring you the exciting news of brand new Scaling Simplified VIP days. If you are ready to simplify scaling to seven figures, this is the day for you. Together, we will deep dive into your team, finance and operations so that we can create your bespoke step-by-step scaling strategy. For more information, check out the link in the show notes. So the biggest one that I see, um, and I think everybody has definitely come across this at some point in their business journey, is you get to the end of the month, you're looking forward, you're like, this is how much money I'm going to have at the end of the month. And you think, oh, this is not good. I don't think I have enough cash coming in and things are going to be 
really tight. And with this, you know, we've talked about a lot of the things about looking forwards and what you can do to change this. But I think the the key thing is to understand what is the root cause of this? Is it just that business has been quiet? Or is it that actually something needs to change within the business? And as, as you've said before, if you're checking this regularly, this will become quite obvious that something's going wrong or going right. And so you can actually do something about it. Now, if it's a more of a, like a, a business piece, as opposed to you just haven't done enough marketing or what have you, or you haven't done enough of what you know you need to do, you know, you can do things like looking at your costs in general. Are you spending money in places you don't need to be spending? Can you take advantage of prompt payment discounts? So if you pay for something a bit sooner, can you get a discount on that? Do you need to look at your marketing strategy? Um, do you need to just think that actually it's this time of year, it's always really quiet for us at this time of the year. So that's fine. As long as I plan for it in advance, then I'll be fine. You know, sometimes it's just a, a cyclical business thing as opposed to like an actual problem. It might be that you want to offer sales or shift some ex excess stock. You might hold a, a, a masterclass or you might do something within the business to just drum up a bit of business, you know, chasing up on old leads or whatever it might be in your business that you know will help bring in that cash injection. Um, and alternatively, you know, if it's a longer term thing where you think actually this is going to be, you know, we're going to be short for a little time, maybe it's then exploring long-term financing options and saying, do we need to take out a loan just to get a little bit more cash in the business to increase our working capital and just help us get through this six months, which is going to be a little tough because there's so much going on. So I think it's really about taking that step back to go, is this like a right now problem or is this a bigger business model or business strategy problem that I can then fix in whatever way I need to fix it? And I guess, as we've said, if you can look back at the past and see what's worked before, if you've got that history, you know, if this is actually a situation that you found yourself in 12 months ago, what did you do then? How did you get out of it? Did you chase up certain leads? Were there opportunities that you found? Like, what were the things that that changed the situation for you? And could you do that again? Exactly. Um, hang on. I'm so sorry that somebody is literally banging on our door like crazy. Um, I'll be okay. Okay, Pip. So having too little cash is obviously not ideal and obvious, but what are the other things that we might have problems with once we start to look at the cash flow in more detail? So one might be a timing issue, just that it's not that you have too little cash. You just don't have the cash right now it's coming just it's just not quite here yet and that's actually a relatively easy one to fix and this is only one that you'll know if you do your planning and that's just looking at can you negotiate with anyone you need to pay and delay any payments can you bring any cash up front early can you talk to any clients or can you put on any um pre-launches or anything to just bring some cash and inject that into your business a little bit earlier um or again is there anything that you can kind of pay for spread over the cost over a longer time rather than pay for up front. So I think those are all pretty obvious solutions to if the timing is wrong. It's generally, can I ask, or is there some option to spread out payments or bring, bring in money a little sooner? And then the big one is actually, what do I do if I have too much cash? And this is one that people don't tend to think is a problem. But if we think about this in terms of inflation rates, if you have money in your bank account that you're not doing anything with, in a year's time, it's going to be worth 10% less, 11%, whatever inflation will be in the next year, who knows. But 
currently how how it's going it's not going to be great so if you've got 100k you've essentially lost the value of 10k by this time next year and i'm sure if you've worked really hard to put that money in your bank you don't want to see it just dwindle in front of your eyes right and the value of that money to go so we really need to be thinking about what are we actually doing with that cash like where do we need to invest in our business what's our plan and therefore what are we doing with it or do we need to take the cash and put it somewhere else, you know, put it into a savings account or something like that. But you do need a plan for that money and not just to leave it there and ignore it. Because I said, if so, it's actually, you're actually losing money and value doing that. That is such good advice. And I think that it's something that people often overlook. They just think, great, I've got this nest egg. I've got this buffer. But actually, if you're constantly looking ahead, Maybe you don't need that buffer sitting here in, in your account. There's other ways to do it. And, you know, in terms of investing, maybe that's the opportunity to start investing in team because the return that you're going to get on team, you know, a few months down the line is hopefully going to be far increased to the inflation rate that you might be losing by having it just sitting in your account. But also, I think just in simple terms, like if we think about life examples, I know some people that sold their, their house they were looking to move to a new area. They weren't really sure what they were going to buy. So they thought, okay, we're going to rent for a year while we work it out and we need to sort of sell fairly quickly. So they actually took that money from the sale and put it into a higher interest account, which you can get at the moment. You can get some incredible interest accounts, but they had to leave it in there 12 months to get the interest. But that interest would cover most of what they have spent on renting over the course of the year. So they've essentially not lost any money by taking a year and renting rather than um, just using that cash for something else. And I think you said a, a fairly similar example that you'd heard of in a situation as well. Yeah, so I had a friend who was in a very lucky position that um, I think their grandparents had saved up to have their university education kind of all saved up for them. So when they hit university, instead of using that to pay off their loan, they took a loan out they invested the money that their grandparents had given them. And by the end of university, paid off the student loan before it started in, in accruing a whole load of interest and had made a whole load of money on the back of it just through the interest in, in the money that they'd had in this savings account. So I think it's it's so important that we really think about how we're maximizing our money for wealth and not just going, oh yeah, we've, we've earned some money. That's brilliant. We'll stash it away for a rainy day because it won't stay there. We need to think about how we're using this to build our business further or to give us more support and freedom in life and all the other things that we want from our business. Yeah, exactly. And then if you've got those bigger one-off costs that you know that are coming up, but you've got that cash, pay for it in advance rather than spreading it over a few months. And then you keeping that money for a quieter month further down the line or whatever it might be. So it's, yeah, looking at the cash flow and the timing and thinking actually what's best in this situation right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think also looking forward to the future and what your plan is for your business is really important here, because if your plan is to exit through selling, then having a whole load of cash sat in the bank and not being utilized um, either by pulling it out fairly regularly, you know, as cash for yourself or reinvesting back in your business is a potential red flag for future um, purchases of businesses. So you, you need to think about actually what your long term plan is here and not just sit there and ignore it for a while and think I'll deal with it later because it can have quite a long term impact if you're just sat on a whole load of cash in your business and you're not actually doing anything 
active with it. So it could really affect the kind of valuation of your business when you come to sell. Yeah, and also just um, in the way that you may be able to have more tax efficient exit strategies if you're not just hoarding all the cash, you know, businesses that have been purchased, people want to see lots of different things, but you just sat, sat on a whole bank of money that you've not invested back into the business or done something with is not the way that you're going to get the maximum value possible generally on sale um you'll still probably be purchasable but it's not necessarily what people are looking to purchase and view to maximize that that cash that you get on exit that's an amazing thing to think about if people are looking at that five-year exit strategy or whatever they might have okay so pip tell us what are your top tips Okay, so first of all, if you don't know what your numbers are, don't panic. There are things we can do because I think a lot of the time people go, well, I don't know the exact numbers, so I can't do this. So first of all, if you don't know your numbers, just give a good estimate and be conservative. Don't go crazy and be like, oh, I'm definitely having a 50K month when actually you've only ever had a 20K month to date. You know, be be sensible about the numbers you're putting in. Um, think about your timing. As we talked about, this is really important. So if in doubt put the cash coming in as the last possible date you might receive it and any expenses that you need to pay as the earliest possible date because that's putting us in the most conservative position here we have to make the payment as soon as possible and we're going to get the payment in as late as possible i have a cash planning spreadsheet which um i will give you a copy of if you want um for free so just send me a dm if this is something of interest but in this i actually color code things and numbers which I'm like completely certain on and numbers which I'm like this is a bit of a, a guesstimate at best and then that really helps me when I really quickly look at this spreadsheet is to sort of go okay this is an area that I know is really certain it's fine and these are some numbers I need to keep a close eye on or these are numbers that I know I need to dive into a bit more and like chase up are we likely to get this money or is this is this money from a launch is the launch still on plan are we still forecast to make this amount of money from it and then I always think when anything comes to cash flow, you don't know what is going to happen in your business. You know, you might get ill or something might happen or the, the market might change. So building up that buffer, um, I like to have a three month buffer. Some people like to have six months. Some people like to play it a bit riskier and only have one or two months. But basically have enough buffer to cover your fixed costs, your team costs and all of your subscription costs and everything like that for a certain amount of time so you know if something goes wrong you've got the cash to be able to cover it and you don't need to panic so if you've not got that already start thinking about building that up and then I think when you look towards growing and you're forecasting forwards and you know you're, you've got big plans to grow your business one of the areas that I see often is that we often take into account the money we are going to be receiving as we grow but we're not clear on the associated costs of that growth and you know whether that's investment in team members or you're just paying more for certain subscriptions because you have more email subscribers or more transactions through a certain um, piece of software it's just really being cognizant that as your business grows the cost profile will also grow and what will that look like and obviously that's where um, speaking to people who have taken their business to that next stage will help you understand that a little bit more um, but really, it comes down to tracking your numbers, getting comfortable with checking, as you said, looking at that that bank account every day, looking forward and forecasting, 
and then take some action based on what you think is going to happen, whether it's good or bad, take the action and then you can figure things out before they actually become a problem. Thank you for listening to Scaling Simplified with me, Pip Harland. And me, Georgia Fitzgerald. If you've loved this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We love it when you get in touch. So head to the show notes and drop us a DM or send us an email. We want to hear all about your business. 